0: You're listening to One of One with Sloika, conversations with artists. If you're curious about creators, NFTs, and Web3, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Pam Vos. Let's go. Hello and welcome. Today I'm talking with Andrew, who's also known as Historic Crypto on his socials. He's an AI artist and curator based on the East Coast of the USA. His work is inspired by historical events and figures, and his AI interpretations of history have been curated by leading digital art organizations, including Superchief, Sloika, and Join Galleries. His work has been exhibited at major NFT events and galleries across the world. He's the curator for a world on a foundation called Strange History, where artists have used AI tools as their time machine to recreate the past. That world has already surpassed 11 ETH in sales. Now he's getting ready to bring strange history to Super Rare as part of Montage, which we're super excited about. Good morning and welcome. It's So great hey. to see you, Andrew.
1: Good morning. Good morning, Pam. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to start curating with Sloika. And I'm really looking forward to all of the work that we'll be doing together.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, we are too. We are too. So I have to ask you about how you got started in art and along with that, like, why history?
1: Yeah, so I can't really think of an event from my past that got me interested in history, but growing up, I've always had a love of history. I'm I'm Greek. I visited Greece as a child, and I remember looking at the Acropolis and walking up the stairs to the Acropolis and wondering, You know how these ruins got here and how many thousands of years ago people would have been walking in this same path that I was walking on and what they were doing and what they were thinking and what they were dealing with in their lives and what they were wearing and speaking. And it just brings so many thoughts into your head as a child. And that kind of just grows on you as you get older. So, you know, being Greek, I obviously studied Greek history, the classics, that kind of led into learning more about ancient Rome and then the fall of Rome and then that leads into the Viking conquest of Europe in the seven and eight hundreds and early medieval Europe and then that leads into the Mongols and then the Renaissance and, you know, on and so forth until your library is full of dusty old books that you (laughs) don't have a chance to read anymore. I'm the type of person that only reads nonfiction
0: mm-hmm. I've,
1: I've read every book on every ancient empire I could get my hands on from you know the age of 10 through today. I took Latin in high school because wow. I thought that was that was cool, which I can barely speak a lick of it today, but basically just so I could study more history.
0: Wow. Um, are you reading books in Latin then, or are you, like is that was that the goal? <laughs>
1: That was the goal, but it didn't really work out that way. Unfortunately, I only took a few years of it.
0: I have to say, so back in high school, I went to high school in the Chicagoland area, and we, like a lot of my classmates were studying Latin, but I took this class called etymology, which is, of course, the study of root word, and our teacher was a Greek teacher, and he made us learn the entire Greek alphabet, and we actually had to write our answers and our test questions will be written in greek characters and we had to learn the greek alphabet to answer all of the questions on our test in writing in greek so yeah i still remember the alphabet
1: <laughs> alpha beta oh. kappa gamma lambda yep no that's that's great and those are knowing latin and and greek those are fun things when you're visiting ancient mm-hmm. sites to try to decipher what you see on the ruins or in the text that you see in the museums
0: yeah yeah I do have to say that while I did enjoy like the study of the root words of our language, I mean, it really helps a lot with kind of deciphering what you're reading. If you encounter a word that you're like, hmm, well, I can figure out the Greek root of it. But I do have to say that in high school history class, that was the one that I missed the most. Like I would always schedule my orthodontist appointments during history (laughs) so I wouldn't (laughs) have to go, I think. I really love the stories, but I just didn't like the test where it's like, what year exactly did this event happen? I'm just like, God, I just, how do you keep it all straight? Or, I mean, you're (laughs) you're probably not worried about tests anymore, obviously. (laughs) uh, Yeah, I
1: mean, high school itself, the history classes in middle school and high school, you know, those weren't my favorite, but just kind of studying it on my own and learning on my own, you know, and then visiting various places. Like, I I recall visiting Tikal in Guatemala which is a Mayan city with the massive temples in the jungle and standing up on the top of the temple where rituals and sacrifices may have taken place. And when you're standing in places like those, you have these crazy thoughts like, what went on here 500, 700 years ago? What was it like? And it's a feeling that can make you feel inconsequential in time or at least give you a, a better, try to help you understand better where you are in time and how vast time has been which is a hard concept to to understand and to talk about and to think about. So that's kind yeah. of why I study history and why I find it so interesting.
0: Yeah. And then one thing I always feel, I guess, is that I'm not sure we've learned anything. <laughs> Maybe there needs that, to be more study of history.
1: That's why it repeats itself because we don't yeah. actually learn anything, right?
0: Right, right. So now bringing in the art aspect of it, you're using AI tools, right? To sort of reinterpret history, but I love how you do it with this like really killer sense of humor. And I've just wanted to hear how you came about using AI to do your interpretations of your time machine exactly.
1: Yeah. So I, you know, I started dabbling in crypto and AI around December 21, early 2022 for various reasons. And as the tools Became more advanced, you know, different versions of Mid Journey. You could really see how photorealism was getting better and better and better. With that and having such a strong history background, my obvious thought was let's, you know, let's try to recreate history with AI because you can't go back in time and take a picture. But now that these AI tools are getting so advanced, you can prompt a photograph, whether it be tin type or thirty five millimeter or fifty millimeter or cinematic film stills, what have you, and you can re- recreate what's in your imagination, whether that be something you know, from a Homeric play or poem or the fall of Rome or you know, seventeen seventy six there's just so many options, and AI kind of gives you that ability to play around and create. The a lot of the work that I do on the blockchain in the past has been with memes because memes are fun. I like to think that if you're not having fun in crypto then, you know, you shouldn't be here. Uh, I don't really take myself too seriously. I'm always having fun online and it keeps it entertaining and that's why I keep coming back every day. So I like to incorporate that into the art because you know, I want to make people laugh sometimes when they read my descriptions or see the art and have a feeling of fun.
0: Right, right. Yeah, that's the sense that I get from it. So it's not just like, here's what the fall of Rome really looked like. Like you you brought in Zuckerberg into your, was it the great fire of Rome in your historic photography collection that you have on foundation? I thought that was hilarious. So why Zuckerberg? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I decided to turn Zuckerberg into Nero in 64 AD, burning down Rome in his image just because he's this figure that's somewhat controversial. You know, he's taking control of social media through Instagram and Facebook and who knows what his other plans are. So it just seemed like a, a nice little historical path to take him down. Onto I you know I've done a lot of celebrity figures for fun. I I created a collection called Musk 1865, which I'm very proud of. And the there's actually a lot of historical research that went into that. Mm-hmm. So I took Elon Musk and with AI, I created an entire film, nice. basically, a plot around Elijah Musk, who Was a Civil War soldier and fought at multiple battles. And then this, the film, the fictional film culminates with him seeing the assassination of Abraham Lincoln at Ford Theater. This was actually based on a real person named Spencer H. Bronson who fought in multiple battles. He was wounded, captured, and then actually witnessed the assassination. So I took all of that research, created a 65 piece NFT collection in 35 millimeter. Kind of flex film still on mid-journey and made elon musk the main character in his you know civil war union soldier outfit but it also includes battle scenes that you know actually happened and other characters like kanye west vitalik any celebrity taylor swift is in there oh, wow. uh, so <laughs> I, I created that and it was just a fun way kind of along in my style where having fun creating memes but throwing in historical research and using the best AI I can at the time to create a story and put it out there onto the blockchain.
0: See, that's where I think it's just so brilliant. You're not just trying to show here's what actually happened like here's what it might have looked like. You're taking today's world and bashing it up against historical event. And of course artists have this unique position to really make commentary on what's going on today and I think that you're choice of using these like historical events and figures and mashing that up with what's actually going on today is just so clever. And I think it really lands so well for today's day and time. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. What impact are you hoping to achieve? I mean, other than having some fun, is there any underlying, like, I really wish that I could move the needle on this one particular (laughs) issue.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that kind of brings me to a discussion that's always been surrounding AI and I'm sure you'll have a lot of photographers, traditional photographers listening to this podcast and viewing a lot of the work that you, that Slick is putting out the AI work and the, you know, the controversy is, is AI art actually art? Should it be considered a form of art? And my personal opinion is that when you're simply prompting and you know, anyone can create a string of words and create an image. I think that's just an image, right? Right. But when you have a storyline, research behind it, there's post-processing and work that goes into that and real thought, then I think you can transform AI into art. Yeah. And and I think
0: that's what you've done. I mean, that's what just shines through with each one of your pieces, you know, like there's that third element in there that's the the meaning and the commentary that you're making. It's not and it comes across visually. And the only way to have done that is for you as a human to like go, oh, no, this is what I want to to bring forth. So yeah, I love the way you use the tools.
1: Yeah. And th- and that feeling is something that I put strongly into strange history. So we invited, you know, it started small with four or five, five artists and it's grown into, I think we have 71 artists that have contributed so far. And, you know, going through each piece and talking with the artists before they mint and list, that's something that I convey to them that, you know, there should be a storyline, there should be some type of post processing to the art. It's important to have meaning behind it. Don't just prompt something and throw it up there for the sake of trying to sell an image. You know, you want to create something that's not only fun, And visually stunning, but something that is meaningful. And I I think we do that really well in Strange History. And that's something that I, you know, really want to work on bringing to Super Rare with Sloika. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it's just, it's really just gratifying also bringing so many people not only into Strange History, but having the ability to bring them onto Super Rare because I'm not choosing artists at least for strange history that have big twitter followings or that are well known i've just i've been picking people based on the art that i see that i like you know how they um execute
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and we've made you know a lot of sales for artists that otherwise wouldn't have been able to sell their art and it's really gratifying
0: yeah exactly so talking about the super rare curation so just for the listeners to bring everyone kind of up to speed so sloika won the ability to operate a space on super rare back in january of 2023 and it was a competition with i think there were maybe 40 or 50 different spaces vying for the 10 spaces that were available and since we launched montage which is the name of our of the sloika operated space we've actually onboarded about 70 artists or so to super rare and we've got our processes down now and so we are reaching out to curators like yourselves who have Demonstrated a really strong, like, vision for what you're doing. Also, you know, you're doing the work. I mean, it's no easy task, is it, to curate 70 artists into a world? To curate 70 people of any type, of any, you know, getting them to do things on time, get the (laughs) all the steps taken care of, and all of that. So you've got all of that coming together. But so with Super Rare and with Montage, you're going to be bringing strange history artists over to super rare how how are you going to go about doing this and uh, what are you looking for
1: yeah it's it's no small task like you said it's a monumental <laughs> task and uh, the dms are insane on twitter and there's a lot of work that has to be done but it's it's fun work when you enjoy it and it's something you're passionate about because yeah. obviously like myself and a few other artists we came up with this this idea and this vision of strange history and to follow through with it from Becoming this tiny world with a few pieces of art to something massive—it's just really exciting, and I, I love working on it every day. By the way, I have a zero percent commission on Strange History and Foundation, so I've been doing oh, wow. this all all on my own, just you know, for the love of it, not trying to you know take any Ethereum out of the pockets mm-hmm. of any artists or anything. So the vision of Strange History was to use AI to recreate historical events. Characters and figures using the AI as a time machine, essentially. And then making it strange, we like to put certain twists on some of the art. So one of the first pieces I did was the assassination of Julius Caesar Salad, where there's a <laughs> where there's a storyline where he wasn't actually stabbed when he was assassinated, but he was poisoned in his Caesar Salad. And there's an, an image depicting that. And, you know, some of the other artists have done amazing work. I know you had Oliver Dahl on the podcast and Andy Mm -hmm. Schwetz. They've both been involved and we've created images from history with strange twists. Now, the next progression of that would be strange history, alternate realities. So going back in time, changing an event in the past, what would the world look like today? Ah, So some of the examples that I'm brainstorming are, you know, what if the Cuban missile crisis boiled over to full on nuclear war. That's an event that's being changed dramatically in the past. So it has a relevance to strange history, but then it also brings on an entirely new timeline leading on into the future. Or, you know, what if Rome never fell? What would the USA, if it even existed today, look like? And, you know, kind of taking these pivotal moments in history, changing them, and then using the AI to prompt and come up with imagery that you could no other way really imagine or or bring forth into existence so that's how we're bringing strange history forward with super Air. i think it'll challenge artists and viewers to think about the difference between fact and fiction and you know whether ai is a good tool or can be used as a negative in a negative way because we're recreating history with AI and it brings in a lot of thoughts of the potential dangers of AI.
0: Hmm. What could those dangers be? Like, I I know in art, of course, there's the purity of like, is it a photograph or is it AI? I mean, there's all those discussions out there, but what other kinds of things do you think AI could trick us about?
1: Yeah, I mean, the the most obvious thing that comes to my mind are things like fake news. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah creating I mean I do it all the time I create fake images and then I throw it out on Twitter and I'll say breaking news something that ridiculous hasn't happened has just happened and people will believe it especially if you put it on Facebook <laughs> But wow and, um, <laughs> But yeah that's something and then who knows what the future will bring for AI I don't claim to be an expert on AI I'm using the tools to create images and art very well but I don't know what's going to happen in the future with AI in general that's another discussion to have, but there are all sorts of things that could potentially happen down the road. And mm-hmm. it's happening very, very quickly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It feels like a very fast timeline. <laughs> Even if we use it as a time machine, go back. So, just real quick about Super Rare. So, are you going to be holding a, an open call? How can people find out about, you know, if they wanted to be part of uh, Strange History?
1: So, starting on Monday, the 17th, we'll be holding a two week open call. Uh, Mm -hmm. There'll be a tweet sent out from my Twitter account at historic underscore crypto. And there'll be certain requirements that need to be met, photo realistic, high quality, the ability to upscale your work, uh, the ability to post process, and there has to be some sort of post processing involved. It can't just be spit out from Mm mid-journey and then you post it. I'd like to see some sort of description of the artist process, whether it be Photoshop or whatever types of tools that they typically use in their work. And if anyone out there can come up with a piece that fits in the requirements, you'll be able to comment with the art that will be linked to a join open call and we will be selecting artists from that Twitter thread and that Join open call. Anyone can apply, and ultimately, once the submissions are are completed, we'll pick a certain amount, and with the help of Sloika, we'll bring them onto an exhibit through Montage.
0: Very cool. Star- very there. very cool. Yep. So, sounds like it's wide open, and it's strange history, alternate reality, right? That's the kind of alternate
1: realities. Up. Yep. Very cool.
0: Has there ever been a piece that you've, like this concept that you really wanted to get out as art and it just didn't work? Are there any that are kind of stuck in the pipeline of your creative flow that are just like, oh, I just couldn't, like AI just couldn't do what you wanted it to?
1: Yeah, that happens to me every day. <laughs> <Thank you>. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: well, give me an example. Like, what's one that like just didn't work at all?
1: So AI has mid is what we're working on now Mm -hmm. uh, for the most part. It has trouble with bringing two celebrities or three celebrities or different notable characters alive and into the same image. So I was trying to get, I don't know if you remember the famous podcast episode where Elon Musk smoked a joint on Joe Rogan on that podcast. I didn't hear it,
0: but I've heard of it, Yeah. (laughs)
1: yeah so there was like a a massive outroar afterwards against Elon from his investors and this or that, so I wanted to recreate that, but setting it back in eighteen sixty nine using tintype type photography in you know civil war era clothing, and it was the first podcast ever recorded, and they were smoking a joint there and I had Elon done perfectly well, but getting Joe Rogan into the picture just it just didn't seem to work for me and that's where the post processing has to come in to Photoshop and things like that but yeah I mean when you're experimenting with AI you kind of sometimes have to let the AI do the talking for you so it'll spit out something that was completely unexpected and then you just kind of run with it and use that to change your storyline that you had in mind originally
0: Sounds like a collaboration.
1: <laughs> it is. It's AI collaborative art, right?
0: Right, right. Yeah. I when I've tried using Mid Journey, I mean, I'm just playing around with it. But I feel like I want to get in there and like get total control. Be like, no, do it this exactly. And of course, it doesn't. <laughs> it does. It. But what? Like you said, what it does kind of spit out might inspire something a little uh, different than what I was going for. But. Yeah, I haven't given myself a lot of time to play with it, but <laughs> I love seeing what others can do with it.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a lot of fun. I I made a piece for the imagined world called Colonus Mars. Mm-hmm. They're the Mars colony that was accepted and received a bid and went to auction and sold, which was amazing. And this was, I actually thought of the storyline first. Usually I, I think of the storyline in my head prior to creating it. And this was a piece where there's a a SpaceX astronaut standing on the surface of Mars. The year is 2069. He's landed on the first mission to Mars. And the team discovers what look like Roman ruins on the surface. And they investigate carbon tests the ruins of aqueducts and bathhouses and things like that and find that it's approximately 2000 years old which line up to the time of the Roman Empire and you know it it's a fun piece it has a great storyline and you know it asks the question what if ancient cultures or ancient civilizations achieved technological advancements that we no longer know about or are lost to history. I mean, obviously going to Mars is a little outlandish and strange. That's why it's kind of the strange history. But those are the questions that I try was trying to portray in that piece.
0: Right. There's multiple layers of storytelling going on. And so a lot of the pieces that you have made yourself, some of them are like tongue-in-cheek, like the Julius Caesar Sally, (laughs) the... the, uh, (laughs) But that's just something that's just really fun, I think, to have the puns involved in it. Like Sweetleaf Erickson, I saw that piece. And you're bringing in so many characters that the mass public should be aware of and should know about. But have there been any that you've gotten questions about or like controversial, like not the controversy of whether it's AI or not, but like just the idea that you're putting forth? I don't know, maybe any historical events that might have been like in representative of a religion or something like that. Have you gotten any pieces out there that have gotten some controversial feedback or input?
1: Yeah, I mean there there have been when you're curating, you know, 70 plus individuals, you're bound to have something that is a little more controversial. You know, my personal view is that if you're the curator, it's your name on the world or the curation, and then you ultimately have the responsibility. So regardless of what the artist thinks, it's your choice whether you want that piece to be in, in the curation or not. I personally strayed away from any Nazi imagery. I mm-hmm. just didn't want to be associated with it or have it in my curation. Although there are arguments that art is art and art is subjective, and you shouldn't hinder or limit anyone's artistic expression. But when it comes to curating art, I think you have the ultimate choice of what's in the curation,
0: right? Well, that's that's a really good point. So, what's what's next for you besides curating? I know you're coming on board for uh, curating for SuperRare, but do you have any other collections in your mind that you're working on that you're getting ready to uh, put out there under your own historic crypto? So, program? I've been
1: working. I've been working a lot with tintype photography because I think okay. it gives such a great vintage feel. Not a lot of people have these old style of cameras. So it's great to use AI to recreate them because it's not like I mean, I can go out and take photographs with, you know, modern film, but I don't even know where I would start if I wanted to buy a tin type camera and go out and take those types of, of of images. So I think that's where AI can really come in in handy. So I have a few ideas uh with tin types. I I really would like to get strange history into a physical gallery mm-hmm. that's the goal that i have and i think some of the pieces are just really well done and would resonate with people there it's so much fun it has that the meme factor to it you know so it'll it would be a fun event to have a few glasses of wine and laugh at some of the puns and art that people have created
0: yeah i think that would be a really fun event to attend myself I hope that happens
1: <laughs> hopefully, hopefully soon we'll see
0: <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Well, thank you so much, Andrew. It's been so great to hear hear what you're up to, and I think that you've you're really on to some things with all bringing the AI and history and time machine and humor all together all in one place. It's been really been a pleasure to talk with you,
1: yeah, it's been a pleasure. I'm very excited for what's to come, and we're excited to make history,
0: yeah, let's make some history. <laughs> <laughs> Then <laughs> the blockchain of the future, they'll look back and really appreciate what we've done. Yeah, you never know. Well, thanks again. We'll talk soon.
1: Thank you.